What is up, first round fantasy fans? Welcome to the first round strategy podcast on Saturdays. One of the only fantasy podcast or shows that I know of on Saturdays. Um, this is the second episode. We started this podcast last week. And like I said, this is more of a focused on um, like strategy and like things like etiquette and kind of ways to just manage your roster and make trades and how to, you know, interact with your league, things like that. But of course, we're going to talk about normal fantasy stuff as well. Excuse me while I fix my hat over here. Okay. Um, but yes, so that's basically, if you listen to the last episode, you know what we're going to get down to and things like that. Same kind of segments, a little bit different today because it's just me. You might be wondering why it's just me. Scheduling conflicts, we couldn't put together at least two of the guys today. So I wanted to make sure we got something up for this. I uh, want to stay consistent. So I'm going to go ahead and bring you guys some of this. And it's a little bit different because it's just me. So I'm not going to do like things that require more than one person. And I'll explain when those things come up. But yes, before we get started, don't forget to check out our audio podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Basically, most podcasts that's uh, platforms that you use, you can find us on just search first round fantasy. It's always good to have those options to listen to us on audio. And if you have not, pick up one of these t-shirts or a mug or anything of that nature. Go to tpublic.com, search first round fantasy. Shout out to Jake Berlin for the design. Um, go ahead and pick yourself up some first round fantasy gear. Okay, first and foremost, we're going to talk about the Tuesday game. There was no Thursday game, and we recorded our last episode on Monday, and it went up Tuesday morning. So the Tuesday game is going to replace the Thursday game in many ways for this week. Not much to discuss. Like We didn't learn a lot other than... Derrick Henry is a monster. Uh, he continues to be a monster. I mean, we already knew that, but he solidified that. The, the stiff arm just was absolutely incredible. I changed my uh, fantasy uh, profile picture in one of my leagues that I have Derrick Henry into that stiff arm. It is absolutely incredible. He's one of my favorite players in the league and in fantasy football. Uh, Devin Singletary was very disappointing in this game. I Before this, I was my season outlook for Devin Singletary was an RB2. I know they were in basically uh, shootout mode. Not that it was a shootout, but they were in comeback mode. So maybe he's better when they're basically in games or ahead. But I still don't feel comfortable with Devin Singletary as an RB2 anymore. I he, I kind of lower him to a flex option or an RB3. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill is absolutely amazing. He should be rostered in every league and started in every league. Uh, if, he, if you... Lost Dak, to me, Ryan Tannehill is a better replacement than Andy Dalton is until we see something legit from Andy Dalton. Um, Josh Allen had a salt. Like, he didn't kill you if you're a fantasy manager. I lost a match because uh, Josh. I was playing against Josh Allen, and that last touchdown uh, helped that fantasy manager win. So he didn't necessarily kill you there. AJ Brown is back. He's a beast. Set it and forget it as long as he's healthy. John New Smith is a monster. Why did I trade him away uh, in a league recently? Uh, probably because it's a keeper league and I'm not competing. But I I didn't 
Like I knew how good he was, but then I was looking deeper into it. And man, he is the number one tight end in fantasy right now. And I traded him away, but uh, I got some young prospects in that. Uh, I got Antonio Gibson in that trade. So not too upset about it. Cause I, I if I'm not going to win this year, I might as well get an Antonio Gibson type player back. Uh, Stefan Diggs con- continues his terror. He continues to prove Gabe wrong. Uh, Gabe from the podcast wrong that he is going to be at least a top 15 receiver or above like the rest of us uh, smart people at the fantasy football uh, first round fantasy podcast predicted. Just kidding, Gabe. Uh, We get some wrong. We get some right. But we'll see. I mean, the season's not over. He could technically drop to number 16. But I look, I'm not doubting Diggs anymore. He's going to be a top five wide receiver to finish the year, in my opinion. So let's get to some league news and injury updates. And like I said, I uh, just me today. So just going to give my quick thoughts. But and I also I might have missed some stuff because uh, I put these notes together last night. So if there's any major updates here, let me pull something up real quick, just in case, making sure I'm not missing any of uh, major updates. But basically, look, we had those covered updates from uh, the Falcons game was in trouble. The Colts game was in trouble. Uh, Falcons is looking good. Colts is looking good. And then the Patriots game is looking like it's going to be played. But uh, I I haven't seen the latest update from that. Um, Let's see here. Let me look at a Patriots game. Week six. Okay. Oh, the, the schedule changed again. But uh, it looks like the Patriots-Broncos game is still on tomorrow at 10 a.m., so we're good. I don't think there's any pushbacks to Tuesday as of yet, um, but you, as always, you got to keep your eye on that. But the big thing that happened this week, and it happened after – it happened during the Monday night game uh, that – or was it during the Tuesday night game? Oh, it happened during the Tuesday night game because we didn't talk about it on the last episode. Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Chiefs. Obviously, this takes away from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's value. Look, Le'Veon Bell's not playing this week, so fire Clyde up. Maybe he's going to beast out knowing that someone else is coming from for his job. He's still a solid option even when Bell comes in. Look, I'm not as worried as most fantasy managers when it comes to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in one of my leagues that I care a lot about. And... I'm not panicking, but I'm I'm worried. I'm mildly worried. Uh, just because, look, I for sure thought, if you ask me before the Le'Veon Bell signing, even though he's been somewhat disappointing, which I warned people about, I, I said Clyde Edwards-Seller is not going to be this top five running back that everybody thinks he's going to be, and it didn't look like he was going to be that, whether Le'Veon Bell came to town or not. Now with Bell there, look, before this, I thought Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was going to be a top 10 running back by the end when the, when it's all said and done, hands down. Um, but now with this, I think he's more of a high-end RB2. And look, that's still valuable. Like in that league, I have Kareem Hunt and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Look, right now, Kareem Hunt is an elite RB1. And then I have a high-end RB2, at least for this week in RB1, as my starting running backs. I still feel very good as Kareem Hunt and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as my running backs. I also have Nick Chubb. So whether when Nick Chubb comes back, I'm still looking good there. Because 
for me, and I told this to Justin on one of the previous podcasts, that, look, having Kareem Hunt be an elite RB1 is nice, but him and Nick Chubb were both elite high-end RB2s, arguably low-end RB1s when they were both playing. I would rather have them both. If I roster them both, which I do, I would rather have them both back and have a two strong low-end RB1s or two strong high-end RB2s or an RB1 and an RB2 than have one elite RB1 because now my second RB spot or or my my flex, first flex spot, and I say first flex spot because at, uh, most of the leagues that we play in, in the first round fantasy and like all of our friends, we, we play two flexes, which is way more fun. Please, fantasy world needs to switch from one flex to two flex, but we could talk about that another day. Um, but I would much rather have Hunt and Chubb back together. But anyways, that being said, we're talking about Lev Bell and the Chiefs, and uh, I'm going to name this video Running Back Hell with Clyde and Bell. I or Running Back Committee Hell with Clyde and Bell. Look, the bottom line is we play in a game that we we're heavily invested in both just maybe financially and maybe um, emotionally. And at least, uh, you know, you're very it's something that you care deeply about most most people that play fantasy football. But we play in a game where the people who control our fate, like the coaches and the players, are not worried about the outcome uh, that we're hoping for. So it's not like when you, you know, look, if you're a fan, if you're a movie fan, right. And you're a fan of Christopher Nolan and he's making his next movie. He's making that movie for you so he can make the best movie possible and please his fan. Right. Okay, and you could say the same as football players and coaches for their regular fans, but for your fantasy football team and your fantasy football players, these coaches and these players are not working towards benefiting your fantasy football team. So it's a losing game because you're, it's banking on randomness, right? You're banking that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to stay the starter that whole entire year when so many circumstances could change that that are completely out of your control and it's not the team's goal to make sure that he gets the most stats possible so this is what happens they they sign a, a running back it helps their football team overall helps them win a super bowl which is their goal so we're playing a game of randomness where we're not in control and the people who are in control aren't there to benefit us. So things like this are going to happen. And I look, I'm in a couple leagues where the, a trade for Le'Veon Bell is not going to work out. I, I don't in the lead that league that I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I I don't have a piece necessarily that I'm willing to give up to get Le'Veon Bell. So I'm just going to have to ride it out. And look, I, like I said, I'm not worried. I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to take over and be the starting running back. I think he's going to be – they're both going to have a solid role, and I think Clyde is going to still be an RB2, a solid, solid RB2, and I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be a flex option. So that's basically what's going to happen. It does suck for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire owners because more than likely you're not 
rostering both. If somebody was rostering both, that was totally random. Um, so yeah, so so that's that. Um, so major injury updates. Let's just run through this real quick. Sammy Watkins is out. Um, so to me, fire up McCall Hardman. I've been uh, had my eye on McCall Hardman before Sammy Watkins went out, but definitely with Sammy Watkins out, it, it just helps Tyreek Hill. It helps Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It helps um, Travis Kelsey, and it helps McCall Hardman. So that's – I mean, it sucks that Sammy Watkins out. I don't want him to be injured, but this is the – game that we play of course we all know Dalvin cooks out fire up alexander madison i'm hesitant because look everybody else in the fantasy world is like set it and forget it start alexander madison i have him in a league where and I, and look this is not normal situation where i have i might have better options to be honest but i'm still gonna start him like if he goes off i'm gonna feel like a fool so I'm going to start him. Uh, Deontay Johnson of the P Pittsburgh Steelers is out. This is interesting. I think, look, also I'm in a league where I have um, Ch Chase Claypool. And I wasn't going to start him. But now that Deontay Johnson is confirmed out due to his back injury, I'm starting Chase Claypool. So I, I just, look, unless you have a better option, I would fire up Chase Claypool in your flex if you can. Um Odell has an illness. Uh, I haven't seen the update on that, but Jarvis Landry is going to play. It's looking like Melvin Gordon has not traveled with the team to New England, and it's because of an illness. But it's very ironic that he got the DUI. We're seeing we're, they're seeing what the team's going to do suspension wise if they are going to suspend him. He also gets an illness, and he doesn't travel to New England due to the illness. Holy crap, Philip Lindsay. Look, Philip Lindsay is one of the most underrated players in the NFL, one of the most underrated fantasy players in the NFL. Look, it's not a great matchup with New England, but he's going to be the starting running back. If you have Philip Lindsay on your roster, you just came into a gold mine at least while Melvin Gordon's out. Unless you have a better option, like I say, uh, Philip Lindsay is a must start. Finally, Chris Godwin is back. A lot of us have been waiting for this. I have Chris Godwin in multiple leagues. I'm so happy that he's back. I have him in leagues where I've been struggling and he's back. So I need that. And I'm glad I have him in a league where I'm four and oh, and he's back. And I'm like, whoa, this is just a huge bump. So great. Uh, DJ, as far as I know, DJ Chark is still questionable. I haven't seen the update on this yet. Um, okay. He's still questionable. Uh, but obviously, I mean, whether he's playing or not, Lavishka Chanel is a flex consideration. Um, Noah Fant is out. Leonard Fournette remains limited. Um, so those are just some of the things. I might have missed some stuff, but like I said, whenever you're looking at a situation where like Leonard Fournette's limited, if he's out, oh, Ronald Jones gets Ronald Jones gets a boost. Uh, I think most people are starting Ronald Jones anyway. So if you are losing some of those players and you don't have the backups on your roster, here are some replacements I would consider. And I'm not going to do fresh flex picks of the week because that's like a this or that situation. And it's going to be boring if I say, hey, would I start McCall Hardman or Jerry Judy? And I'm going to just say, hey, I would start McCall Hardman. Like, that's not my choice. I'm just saying, and I would actually start McCall Hardman. But that's boring with one person. So I'm just going to give you guys some optional flexes for replacements if you're missing players, right? Because normally, like, you have a better – you have a player on your bench that you can move into that wide receiver spot if Chark's out. So now you need to – or, or your flex, you have a player in your flex that you're going to move to your wide receiver spot or, or the running back spot, whatever. And 
you need to replace them with a waiver wire pickup or somebody deep on your bench. Look, Chase Edmonds is a flex option. I don't know why people aren't starting him. I started him last week. It worked out well for me. If Chase Edmonds is available, he better not be in any league, but pick him up if he isn't. And he's a startable option if you if you lost a key player this week. DeAndre Swift, he is my dark horse of the week this week. I think he's going to have a great game of uh, this week, and I think he's going to have a great uh, second half of the season. I, I've been riding or dying with that, so hopefully it becomes true. Don't be so down on Dalton Schultz from the last week performance. It was just a dud. He's had some really good games. Who knows how this Andy Dalton thing is going to work out. It could work out great for Dalton Schultz. So consider Dalton Schultz. Like I'm in a league where the tight ends look horrible and I'm just, all right, I'm rolling with Dalton Schultz because you know, you're throwing a dart throw if you don't have one of the top five tight ends. So just, you got to roll with what you got. And if you like, for example, if you were only rostering Noah Fant and in, Dalton Schultz is available. I think he's someone that you can consider. Jamal Williams needs to be picked up in every league. He had eight catches last his last game before the bye week for 95 yards. I don't know what he's doing on waiver wires. People need to pick him up. Uh, Jerry Judy is a flex consideration every week for me. He is the um, number one wide receiver on that team, and Drew Locke is looking like he's going to play. McCall Hardman, like I talked about with Sammy Watkins out, is a – very, very solid pick. Another guy should not be on the waiver wire. Um, he's in that Chiefs offense. He's like We always say he's only one or two injuries away from being a very, very solid player in, in fantasy. And then also a lot of people drop Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Lazard is still out. He played better with Adams in the lineup. Pick up Mar Marcus Valdez-Scantling. and st uh, he's, a very, he, he's a start consideration for me in the flex every week. Okay, let's talk about some fantasy etiquette. One of the things that we like to do here on the First Round Strategy, Strategy Podcast, I just think that, look, when we do the main podcast, we don't have a lot of time to talk about these, these extra things that go into playing this game that we love. And I like to talk about ways to interact with your league and things like that and, and kind of strategies and all that kind of stuff. And every week, I want to have a fantasy etiquette of the week. We actually changed. We had a different topic, but I want to make sure that Joe is available for that topic. Um, so I changed the fantasy etiquette of the week this week. And that is don't give up. Even if you're 0-5, 0-4, 1-4, 2-3, 2-1, 2-2, 2-3, 2-4, 2-5, 2-6, 2-7, 2-8, 2-9, 2-10, 2-11, 2-12, 2-13, 2-14, 2-15, 2-
and then I believe I lost one and then won again and barely missed the playoffs. Um, so never give up. Like, even if you're 0-5 right now, you could still make the playoffs. It, it's very, very possible. And for me, I made a trade at, in that league, um, uh, which actually ignited my comeback. So maybe you need to make a switch. I'm not saying make a switch. You might be. Maybe you have Michael Thomas coming back. Maybe you have Chris Godwin coming back, and that will be ignite your team. But like I said, don't give up. And no matter what, even if you're 0-12, start your lineup. Look, other players are depending on you to beat your opponent for them to get in the playoffs. It should be a fair game every week where every opponent is playing against a set lineup. Look, the commissioners always don't have time to go through everybody's lineup and make sure everything's set. And it should be on you. If Look, if people miss a last-minute, like if somebody – misses a last minute uh somebody's out last minute before a game starts and that person didn't set their lineup in time that's nothing we can do about that but if like if somebody like purposely doesn't set their lineup or it was the empty roster spot the whole week and it's just like the tight end spots empty and like the commissioner needs to go in and set the lineups because that's only fair in, in my opinion everybody should be playing against a full lineup every week and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm in a league where I'm 0-5. And it's a keeper league where you keep six players. I was playing a couple last week, and I was likely going to lose. And I, I was holding on to an extra player, and I didn't have a defense in, right? And I was like, okay, there's still a couple defenses left for the Monday games. Um, I'm going to see how some players do. And then if, if one of these guys don't perform well, I'm going to drop one. And then I'll pick up a defense for Monday night. So, but I was down by like 20 or something. And hypothetically, we've seen defenses go off for like 25 points before. So I still have a chance to win. And also the points against that player, like if if that manager has the same record as another manager for the last spot in the playoffs and they have equal points for those points against are going to be a tiebreaker. And whether I beat them or I add more points against, that's going to affect the outcome of the standing. So I think you always have to set your lineup. Don't ever give up. Look, if you obviously once you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, you it's hard to stay motivated. But for me, you, look, you don't have to be 100% dedicated, active like you would be if you were in the playoff hunt. But at least set your lineup and have it full every week. That's my fantasy etiquette of the week. All right, let's get to some Dynasty Keeper deep dive in here. Um, and look, I like to talk about Dynasty Keeper Leagues. I play in a couple, and it is, it's the best. I love it uh, because I'm more of like a – like I want to build my franchise type guy. Like I love uh, redraft leagues, absolutely fun. But me, I'm more of the calculated, you know, build a team over time type guy. I love doing that kind of stuff. And look – the hard thing about podcasting about fantasy is you play you your league mates watch the podcast so then you're giving away your research and your knowledge but whatever you can't worry about that like if we want this podcast to be something we can't worry about that we just got to you know spread the knowledge but not that I I know anything but uh so last week I said drop your veterans that you're not starting like your AJ Greens, your Deshaun Jacksons and pick up young players 
And I said, pick up a guy like Chase Claypool. Look how it resulted, which I own, or excuse me, I roster Chase Claypool in my Dynasty League, so I'm very happy about that. In that same league, there's a guy I've been eyeing, and I think if you're in a Dynasty League and you want a young prospect in wide receiver, I would pick up Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. Now watch, somebody in my Dynasty League is going to go pick up Gabriel Davis. I don't have a spot for him right now, or else I would definitely add him. He's had some great games as of late. Uh, some really not, I'm not saying like he hasn't had great games where he's going to win you a fantasy week, but he's had some very promising games with John Brown out, John Brown out. Um, and the bills love this guy. Look, Josh Allen's young. Um, and this guy, so he had nine targets for five catches and 58 yards. Week three, he had four catches for 81 yards. He has two touchdowns and that's on very limited targets. Gabriel Davis, I think once um, either John Brown or Diggs leaves Buffalo is going to be one of Josh Allen's favorite targets. So if you're in a dynasty league, keeper league, keep an eye on Gabriel Davis. And one last thing, I uh, want to talk about some super flex options, uh, call it the super flexy segment. And all I got here really is like, cause I'm in, I'm in a super flex league where most of the quarterbacks are rostered. So there's not much flexibility there but as we've seen and also a couple of the managers in that league only hold two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks and if they lose Dak then now they only have two quarterbacks or one quarterback and they're kind of screwed they got to make a trade to get another player it made me think and I I do this too I have league members in that league who do it think about rostering some backup quarterbacks now I'm not saying don't sacrifice like look I had I have like uh you know so I play in a dynasty super flex league, right? And I have like Chase Claypool and Alexander Madison, like before they became, before they started, uh, before they became like starters this week in fantasy lineups. Um, so like, I'm not saying drop, drop guys with that much potential uh, for this season or going forward for a backup quarterback. But if you have the roster spots, um, I would look what happened. Imagine if you were holding Dalton in that super flex league and he, now he's the starter, or I would hold on to a guy like Jameis Winston, Winston or Tua in Miami. Like look at situations where it's possible that this backup could end up being the starter this season, like Brissett or Jacob Eason in Indianapolis. Keep an eye out for those situations or keep an eye out for a situation where if this quarterback went down, it's kind of like a running back handcuff, right? You don't want to roster every running back handcuff, but there are some like a Alexander Madison or a Latavius Murray. Look at quarterback situations where if that quarterback went down, the guy who steps in is going to be in a great situation in a very, very viable two quarterback league or super flex starter or even a regular uh you know, one quarterback starter like an Andy Dalton is definitely considered for that. Take a look at Jameis Winston in uh, in uh, New Orleans. If Drew Brees went down and Jameis Winston stepped into that role, throwing to uh, throwing to Michael Thomas, that would. And I think that uh, they could keep him in check there as far as picks and everything. That would be great for uh, Jameis Winston. But yes, so those are my uh, Dynasty and Superflex tips. That's going to do it for the first round of Strategy Podcast this week. 
just solo, so definitely wanted to keep it short. Thank you all for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on our audio podcast. Of course, search us on your favorite uh, audio platform. We're more than likely there. And yes, subscribe, hit that like button. Let me know in the comment section what you thought of the video today, and we will see you all 